The pride lighting display is not coming down. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. An off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. John Nash here with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Tim Bennett. Find us on this podcast, Tuesdays, TFG Unbuttoned. Every Tuesday, as I just said. And of course, our main show is Wednesdays, The Focus Group. Maybe it's not really the main show, it's the show. (laughs) And that's on Wednesdays from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or everything is always available on demand online at focusgroupradio.com. And when you're there, please check out Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. They've been a partner of ours here on TFG Unbuttoned since the start. We love working with them, and we think you'd enjoy a shopping experience yourself. So here we are in the uh, third week of July, and uh, I kicked it off with a story about uh, uh, the Pride display stays up. We'll get there in a second. And that's a kind of a hint to say that even though Pride Month is over, apparently uh, the nation is gearing up with all kind of anti-LGBTQ and trans bills. So we have to keep those stories coming, folks. (laughs) It's at full throttle. Yeah, it's it's getting wacky. And in fact, I would just kick off this podcast by saying it strikes me that it's it's high time for the people of clear judgment and sound mind to start standing up and saying, cut the crap out. There have been a few who have done it. There have been a few in state represented, you know, state houses across the country who stood up and pushed back against this insanely caustic rhetoric. But we need to have more people do it. And if you're not going to stand up and do it, then please vote for a candidate that is going to establish some decent norms again about how we are acting to each other as Americans. It's simple as that, right? Well, it, it is. But unfortunately, that's not where we are. I, I saw on social media this past weekend, um, Tom Riley. Remember Tom? He, I do. Back I do, in yeah. our series XM days, he posted... I assume it was true um, because he was pretty angry about it, but he had posted a sign that somebody put in front of their yard. There was a yard sale, and it said, this is a Christian-based, Christian-values-based yard sale, no LGBTQ supporters. And so this is for a yard sale, and people made lots of comments like, well, you know, who wants some of that old shit anyway? But (laughs) I... I thought if if you put a sign like that out that said no African Americans, no Muslims, oh, oh, no Tim, dude. just go one better. This is a this is a Islamic lawn sale. You're not welcome if you're a Christian. Right? How long would that stand for? Right. And but this Christian one's fine. And the great thing was they tried to do a rainbow. They had all the colors wrong. But um, you know, so you know where we you know where we stand. But it's still you and I have said it, and people just looked at us. But way back. You know, now we're in our fifteenth year of doing these these uh, 14. 14, 15, whatever it is. <laughs> but we had said it's still okay. It's the last. The, the LGBTQ people are the last group that's. It's still okay to make. It's still okay to discriminate openly about and say things about and take rights away. And that jackass we were talking earlier, Ted Cruz, right? I mean, he was. Uh, he said something over the weekend, which we all feared would be coming, but it looks like uh, we could probably or should be prepared for it, right? It's going to take a couple of years. Um, finally, he dropped the card on the table, right? Which is a lot of the a lot of his ilk have been desiring to say something about the uh, the Supreme Court ruling on gay marriage. The part that gets me, though, 
When you know about his personal life and you know that he has a, I believe he has a daughter who's come out as bisexual, she attends a school whose charter is to be inclusive, to have all voices heard. It's, it's do as I say, not as I do. And the thing that kills me about all this is the people that follow into this, into their words lockstep without doing any R&D, without pushing back, they're just being front loaded, this fake information and all this grievance crap. I mean, it's like everybody always says, you can't, you can't fix stupid, right? Well, they need to be challenged, and that's why I miss sometimes the PBS NewsHour or when CNN used to have the point-counterpoint, because nobody uh-huh. challenges. They bring these people on, on both sides, quite frankly. They bring people on that say outrageous things on both sides, and nobody challenges it. Nobody fact-checks it. Nobody challenges it. The only time I saw someone challenge it was when Donald Trump was running for president, and he went on, because he used to be a, a regular guest on Morning Joe. Yep. And he came on and started spouting untruths. And, and Scarborough said to him, if you don't stop, we're taking you off and you're never coming on again. You have to, you know, Donald, stop, stop. He didn't stop. And Donald Trump's never been on the show again. But it, it's going to take people like that to actually call these idiots out. The, the thing that I love about Ted Cruz and, and, and Jim Jordan and all the rest of them is they want this all to be a state's rights, rights issue. So once again, we have this hodgepodge of rights, depending upon where you cross the state line. However, unless it, unless it deals with guns, states, states, <laughs> aren't, states aren't allowed to do it when it comes to guns, but you can do it for anything else, whether it's a woman's health issues, whether it's abortion, whether it's uh, LGBTQ, you know, any, anything else, they want it to be a state's issue. But when it comes there, to guns, well, when it comes to guns, nope. Yeah, that's because they're a bunch of spineless idiots and they are literally playing for the base. And their base thinks that the the right to own a firearm because of an extreme distrust of the government, <laughs> okay, um, is is paramount to anything else. And uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, and then you throw into that Maserati mansion from West Virginia, who should be more concerned who, about the fact that his state ranks number one in drug overdose for youth, but he's more concerned about the coal issue, driving his Maserati, living on his houseboat. Oh, the poor people mm-hmm. of West Virginia. You don't understand the poor people from West Virginia. All you have to do is scratch the surface and see where he's getting all his money from. He's getting it from <laughs> Republican oil donors plus the coal industry. Of course, he doesn't <laughs> want to do anything with climate change. <laughs> there you go. Da-da-da-da. My goodness. Well, we didn't come. I, we, I, I wasn't intending to be totally I was to bear. <laughs> but, but I have to say that the, the drumbeat of all these stories, and, and of course, it's happening during the summer, which, which is interesting to me because normally news kind of takes a back seat for like July, August while everybody's vacating and the whole bit. And, um, but no, not the case. So uh, let's just dive into it right away. Um, cause I love some of these stories. The first one that I teased is that a, uh, a man in Boise, Idaho was ordered by his homeowners association to take down his rainbow lights. Now, Twitter actually had a picture of the house and the display. And I got to tell you, there's nothing wrong with it. It it was in honor of what the White House had done. So there is a couple of outdoor floodlights that put, you know, a red, a green, a purple, like a casting up on the house. The house looks nice. Nice, great lawn, by the way. (laughs) And I don't see anything wrong with this display. And there is a pride flag flying. But he basically was like, this guy's name is Jordan Hall, and he's from Quail Ridge. And he had this this thing come in the mail, and he ordered to take down the pride lights, and <laughs> and he's not going to do it. And he, you know, this is far from the beginning of Hall striving for LGBTQ plus visibility. He served in the military for six years during Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and he said he's not coming anywhere near the closet again after that. 
he's handed out pride flags in the neighborhood and to local establishment. He's held pride parties in his, in his own backyard. And he set up the light display after being inspired, as I said, by the White House. Um, and, you know, many of the people in his housing association, whose president actually attended some of his house parties, the pride parties, wouldn't even, acknowledge the, yeah, wouldn't even acknowledge the display as being representative of Hall's LGBTQ plus identity. And so he's keeping it up. And I thought, you know what? He said he, he said he initially planned to take the display down sometime in July as Pride Month Pride Month had ended. But after the protestations from the HOA and the Homeowners Association, he says they're not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> well, what I like about this is we had a story last week. I think it was in either Unbuttoned or the main show or the, the show where we talked about a Boise radio station doing something similar yes, when people yes, complained yes. about the Pride logo and they're keeping it up. Every time there's a complaint, it stays up another month. The The issue here, I bet if it was a red, white, red, white, and blue lights, he would have never gotten a a uh, a letter unless they weren't in the right order and they thought they were Russian, maybe. Although no, that side loves the Russians, I'm sorry. Um, That's right. And he does make a good point that nothing was done about the thousands of Christmas lights or when people have just put red lights out or different color lights. I know in our back, we change out lights all the time, red, white, and blue during 4th of July, Memorial Day, and Christmas time, we do red and green and white or whatever. But yeah, to me, this is much, much to do about nothing. And I'm glad he's, I'm, he, so they said he's keeping it up until it goes to, but there's going to be a hearing. Yeah, sometime, <laughs> sometime in August. And, and again, this has nothing to do with him. To, like, if you look at the house, it's a beautiful home. Yeah. He keeps it. If any, like, like, I'll just say it this way. Our neighbors upstate have always complimented us on how well we keep our lawn, how we keep our house nice and clean, and it's painted, and the window, you know. Our neighbors are only concerned about making sure that um, you keep a nice home. Or you don't have a junk car and I, in the back and, and crap right, on your porch. Right, right. washing machine or, or on your porch. Exactly. And, and so... It's straight up homophobia, straight up nasty crap. And that's what just pisses you off. And I'm so glad he dug his heels in. And I was like, no, <laughs> they're staying. <laughs> I like that. So we like uh, Quail Ridge resident Jordan Hall this morning. And I want to keep those lights up. So our next, uh, our next story um, was an oddball one, actually. And it came up in um, on the, a CNBC site that I was reading. And it's uh, the headline kind of says it all. Man posing as federal officer assaulted gay men in series of attacks at D.C. Park, officials say. So this gentleman's name is Michael Thomas Pruden. He's 48. Attacked five men from 2018 to 2021 at Meriden Hill Park in D.C., the Department of Justice said. He allegedly sprayed them with a chemical irritant. I'm assuming that would be pepper spray or something like that. Um, before we even delve into this, I... I always scratch my head at stuff like this. So here's a 48-year-old guy who is purposely going out to attack gay men in a park where they might be meeting up for some, you know, companionship. Fellowship. fellowship. <laughs> What's the motivation? Well, in, in other words, if he were in therapy, my therapist would have looked him directly in the eye and said, what are you getting out of this? Why are you doing this? Because that's that's the only thing that matters here is what is he doing this for? Well, uh, he's doing it for two things. First of all, I would I would clarify. He's not a gentleman. I know you were trying to be nice because you okay, are polite. Yeah. He's not a gentleman. <laughs> he's a jackass, asshole. So, but Michael Thomas Pruden, I tried to find a picture of him, which I could not because my guess is I, I have in my own mind what he looks like. He probably struck out on the apps and couldn't find anything. And he decided this was the way he was going to do it. And he was going to blackmail them. He was going to go pretend he was an officer. And then he insulted these people, and then he sprayed them in the face. Now, 
I read some other stories saying he was with pepper spray. He's they, some said that he was um, homophobic, although I'm not so sure he's homophobic. I think he's desperate. <laughs> you know, I I don't know why you would take this and decide this is going to be your thing. You're going to go play a cop and you're going to go get those gays in the park. And an elementary like, school you... teacher, by the way, right? Let's, let's oh, not forget that he's boy, an elementary there. school teacher. It'd be better if he was a priest. Let's, but... <laughs> let's not have drag queen story hour at the library. But <laughs> yeah, so old man Prudence like... out there getting dick in the getting dick in the park with pepper spray. That's okay. Again, it's sort of like this, this, you, you and I, well, I, I sometimes uh, read about these, uh, some of the far right uh, mili- mili- militia groups, like the, they have this thing about incels, you know, like they're, they're celibate, but they don't want to be because women aren't interested in them and they're pissed off about it. Well, gee. Do you think Gavin was celibate? <laughs> uh, no, from no, the, he's married, right? Well, from the Proud Boys, right? Wasn't he, he that's where it all came from, right? The Proud Boys, you had to take a vow of celibacy, right? Oh, that's interesting. But he's married and has kids, so mm. you know that's that's a hard one, Tim. But oh, okay. uh, another another discrepancy. Okay, another. Discrep- there you go. They, well, they it's do as I say, not as I do, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like I say, go here. I'm going here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but this guy's this guy's done this before, and he he also faced a similar charge in Alexandria. His case was he was acquitted of that case, and in the, in that one, he was accused of approaching two men on. Dangerfield Island in March of 2021, identifying himself as a cop and hitting one with pepper spray and a stick. I mean, the his ninth stick or something. So he's clearly getting off dressing up as a cop. Sure. And then it's like, we're going to go get the gays. And I just don't this again. I cannot move my mind off this this therapy thing of what are you getting out of it? Because you you engage and you do things like this to do to 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 achieve some kind of emotional state inside right like why are you doing this <laughs> well you, you can't yeah but john you can't put logic to this right oh no no it's uh, there's no logic to emotion yeah. i'm just curious about what the emotion is that, that he is somehow satisfying some inner desire to play cop and to go after specifically gay men i mean he could walk around and he could look he could just be around when someone like steals someone's purse or runs out of a store and someone yells shoplifter and do a good deed right <laughs> shoplifter 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 <laughs> sorry <laughs> I know, parks closed <laughs> yeah exactly or i don't know or he could enforce like you know there's no fishing in the pond you're not supposed to take these fish out you know like he could do benign things but no he he's singularly focused on this this activity which I think reading into it is perfectly lo- legitimate at that point, right? Sure. I, you know, that's why I was so much, so much looking for his picture because I was going to post it yeah. to our social media. <laughs> it was so Focus much. He doesn't radio. have a social media. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of pictures that came up, and I just couldn't tell that, that. That you know, the sad thing about some of this googling, you can Google something, a headline will come up, and the picture won't have anything to do with it. Uh, and I looked yeah, at it, and I I'm, thought, ooh, this, this, you know, you don't want to post the wrong picture. As somebody did yeah. the other day, somebody posted a picture of. Stevie Wonder, but they meant to post a picture of someone else who had died, and it was a picture of Stevie Wonder. I was like, Stevie Wonder didn't die. <laughs> See, that's it's yeah, that's uh, the Wild West. And we're going to finish with a nice story, and this is uh, coming to us from a British bank. And uh, the headline reads: Bank invites customers upset by staff pronoun pins to close their accounts. So a leading British bank, uh, Halifax Bank, uh, won praise and criticism for one of its Pride Month initiatives. Um, early, it, w- it tweeted a photo of its staff badges with captions saying pronouns matter. And for instance, the picture that they tweeted was a, a Halifax name tag. 
pinned to someone's like the lapel of a coat and it says Gemma and underneath it, it says she, her, hers. Big deal. It's a name tag. Well, naturally, because it's bigger than a, a speck of sand, people got upset about it. <laughs> it's amazing to me what people get upset about. I just saw a number of bank customers, you know, chimed in and chirped up and said, you know, uh, for a moment there, I was hoping this was a joke photo on a parody account. Then I saw the verified tick mark, the little check mark. Now I'm thinking I should close my Halifax account and take my money elsewhere. All right, take your $10 and 13 cents in savings and go down the road. Right. I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of uh, Marianne's mom and stock club, but (laughs) (laughs) close the club closed. I'm going to close that club down. And, um, you know, people came back and, uh, you know, here's another one. It does nothing of the sort. There's no ambiguity about the name Gemma. It's a female person's name. In other words, it's pathetic virtue signaling is seen as such by almost everyone who has responded to the initial tweet. Why are you trying to alienate people? And they, Halifax answers by saying, we strive for inclusion, equality, and quite simply in doing what's right. If you disagree with our values, you're welcome to close your account. And, you know, I think from customer service 101 finally if you're if you don't agree fine go away right yeah i this one i know an awful lot of i i would say probably gay and lesbian people over 50 may be mixed on agree i agree yeah, yeah i i struggle with this only in that i don't use the pronouns i don't know if i should i don't bother i don't think no. everybody should I think if you went out, I think if you're using the pronouns, it's to let people know that if, for instance, it said um, Pat, and then it said she, da 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 da, but it looked right. looked as if it was a male with outward appearance, then you would understand. Oh, okay, now I, I understand what that is. But you know, is is this advocating that everybody should be using pronouns? And for instance, with you and I, you and I would have a tough time having anything other than he. <laughs> Yeah. or him or his. But I, I know an awful lot of people started doing it. I have not. I know people have it at their signature, at the end of their signature and email. And I don't know if there's a... There is zero protocol on that. From, yeah. my, my, from my point of view, that is a personal decision. And I've noticed it on LinkedIn profiles. I've noticed it on certain uh, email signatures as you bring up. I'm not bothered by it. Right. We're not yeah, bothered There by you it. go. Right. I'm zero. There, it doesn't bother me in the least. But I believe it's one of those things. If you choose to use them, great. Right. If not, you're fine. Right. And I, and yes, you're exactly right. And I don't. It's nothing to make a. I'm changing my account. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the guys that are changing their accounts should go to Boise, Idaho, and talk to the Homeowners <laughs> Association. And then the guy that's then they should fly to D.C. and talk to the person who's walking the parks and <laughs> yeah, as a fake no, cop. I mean, there you go. Happy Pride. He's back in the box of the leprechaun. All right. The, so those are our three stories. And as I mentioned at the top of the uh, hour, we are partnered here with uh, Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. Get to their site by going to ours, focusgroupradio.com, and clicking on the Critics' Choice Video logo and begin your shopping extravaganza. I always say, I always encourage, I should say, people to get the catalog mailed to them. It's uh, When you get to their landing page, upper left corner of the menu system, you'll see something where you can request a catalog. I adore it. Before I pass it off to you, Tim, I saw something I've never seen before, and that's what I Uh-oh. love about Critics' Choice Video. I see a double feature was featured on the homepage, Sammy Davis Jr. and Peter Lawford. Now, if you're old enough to know those two names, you know that they were also part of the Rat Pack, 
the, the famous Rat Pack. And it's a double feature. And the movie, the two movies are called Salt and Pepper and One More Time. And these guys play the owners of a of a a, a club of some sort, a London nightclub. And that's the first movie, Salt and Pepper. And then the other one called One More Time, Peter Lawford replaces his brother, who's a murdered English lord. (laughs) And then he partners with Sammy Davis Jr. And they find themselves in the middle of a diamond smuggling ring. I mean, it sounds like I have to watch this, right? No, it sounds perfect. I... I picked something similar. I picked an older film. It's 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 got the Criterion um, seal of approval on it. It's called the, the Blessing. The Blessing. It's called The Girl Can't Help It from 1956, and it was released earlier this year in April in 2022. It's on Blu-ray, but it's it's hard to find some of these old movies. What I love about them, a, is they're not three hours long. This is only 99 minutes, but this is about Jane uh, Jane Mansfield plays this uh, kind of pop singer and she's trying to get her career ignited and the the write-up manfield's considerable assets combined with a remarkable collection of rock performances and uh it's a satire on the appearances um for what what makes a pop star in the press agents of that time but little richard's in it fats domino many others and those sort of things i just think is just good you you good have fun. you you yeah, you find the fun ones. I'm looking at the cover of this right here, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I need to get this. This looks great, right? Well, Julie London. I mean, it's just the platters. You can just imagine how campy it is. That's what I love about some of these. It's just such such camp and innocent camp and innuendo. And and uh, so that's the uh, that was my choice this week. But as John mentioned, head over to focusgroupradio.com. Click on the Critics' Choice video logo. They've been with us since we've started TFG Unbuttoned, and we're most appreciative for uh, – them supporting us and putting us out to you each week and all of you listening. So it's America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. There's always something there you'll find. Um, it's far more than just simply uh, movies and and uh, and TV. They also have music and books and gifts and other things as well. So uh, be sure to head over there, click on their logo and start shopping away. Be sure to catch us on Wednesday for our show, The Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. And it's uh, live streamed through YouTube Uh, or it streams through YouTube and Facebook at 1 p.m. East. But you can find all of our media housed at focusgroupradio.com and download it for the beach or the mountains or the car ride or whatever you're doing. So everyone have a good week and be safe. Take care. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.